Hi, I'm Joel Ingram. I'm Luke Davis. And I'm Wesley Tibbs. And this is The The Gays! The show where we talk about everything from politics to pop culture to... Parallelograms. Parallelograms. What are we thinking about? Parallelogram to the Geo- I mean, geography. <laughs> yes. Geometry. Yeah, I want someone talking about the geography of parallelograms today. And it's ladies. Like, where is that parallelogram? Is I want another man yeah. parallel with me. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's create a pal- parallelogram in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my, that's like, wow. so you want four people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, with the how... arms and legs, it creates the size. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Listen, Valentine's Day yeah. was yesterday. It's basically but, four you know. people holding hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just sitting on the bed. Which, honestly, Ooh. that does sound kind of amazing. That I think you guys could nail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, woo! Exactly, right. <laughs> you couldn't see that, but yeah. we were clasping hands in. Yeah, it's like Wooing. a prayer circle, but like sexual. <laughs> uh, us and our sexual prayer circles. Right, yeah. Well, we have Aren't you glad you tuned guest. in today? We have a new guest co-host here who specializes in sexual prayer circles. Mm-hmm. And um, Palo Wesley, introduce yourself. Hi. Um, so my name is Wesley Tibbs, and um, I'm a Pisces. I'm from Ohio. I, um, I'm wonderful in my own head. <laughs> yes, um, but who's your Sex in the City character? Uh, I am a all rising probably. Actually, I'm probably like Miranda all the way around. We are. We just keep cycling through the Mirandas. Yeah. We are. We do. Yeah. I'm a Miranda. But actually, no. I have like undernotes. Undernotes? Undertones Undernotes. of undernotes. Undernotes. Um, we don't need it. Put that away, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New from Haynes. Undernotes. Um, I have. The loom. I, exactly. That's true. You know what? Let's be like true to the heartland. Mm-hmm. So I think I have undertones of Charlotte because there is like some hopefulness and optimism, um, but also kind of balance with that like New York. Honestly, fuck off. God, I can't even remember. No, mine. I guess it is Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> well, go, we have Charlotte. we have ours. Luke and I have They're ours posted. on our social media. Yeah, so you yeah, can go yeah. and Megan as well. Oh yeah, we right. have Megan on the what is it? The P's and Q's. What's the uh? What's that on the on the twos and threes? Yeah, the P's and Q's. Right <laughs> on the here for your P's and Q's. Megan is here for our P's and Q's. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Excuse us, we're starting out strong. We've already had uh, two of our signature cocktails this week. Yeah. The free Brittini. Uh-huh. Free her. Uh, free her. Yeah. We're, we're fully going to dive into that topic uh, of free Brittany, as well as uh, impeachment, which is why we've all had two free Britneys, because right. we watched the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, but before we dive into the topics, uh, I do have a correction on behalf of our... Uh, rotating guest co-host jeremiah Jeremiah. Uh, he wanted you to know that the movie he recommended last week of palmer the justin Timberlake movie it's not on amazon prime it's on apple tv plus also he wants to say fuck justin timberlake because of what we're going to talk about later of free britney jt fuck you jt fuck you (laughs) jtfu yeah he can choke um, you don't so, get a gel out of free card just um, for that apology. Before we dive into the topics, uh, does anybody watching anything good? Anybody want to share anything up front they recommend? Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I plan on watching it soon. Um, to all the boys I love, the, the, the final trilogy episode is out on Netflix Luke now. Luke wants you to uh, uh, watch it, it and tell him how it is because he hasn't seen it yet. I, right, I'm watching right. it. I'm, I plan on watching it. You know, we're recording on Saturday. I plan on watching it tomorrow. So Okay. I will have seen it by Monday. Yeah. I mean, I, I will probably watch it. Like, I liked the first one. The oh, one I'm thing, absolutely going to watch it. The it one thing so that cute. I will say is I don't know how I feel about the media telling me that Noah 
Centenino. Am I oh, saying that right? yeah. Well, yes. I'm like, first of all, I don't believe that you're 18. You can't be 18 forever because you're like 29. <laughs> um, believe me, I've tried. And <laughs> I... And failed. And I failed. Uh, dismally. Yeah, it was... You're yeah, passable. No, no, no. He is not passably 18. No one in this yeah. room is oh, passably 18. Oh, no, not 18. 18. That's super sweet. I was thinking 29. Sorry. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually shady. Wow. He's like, you're yeah. passable for 29. You're passable for 29. I'm like, <laughs> well, thank you. You could be 40. Yeah, yeah. It's all that Geritol I rub on my face. It's, I'm not even taking the pills anymore. Um, no, I think I'm tired of who's like who's she, Jerry Tall? <laughs> Jerry Tall, please welcome to the stage. Jerry Tall. Uh, no, I'm kind of tired of being told that like he is like a high schooler. I don't understand that. I, I don't want it. Well, I don't they had get, to finish the series. They had to finish the season. You couldn't recast someone. Also, I've heard allegedly. I think you could. Um, no, it just doesn't work. Oh my God, I've heard allegedly that his uh, nudes are on Pornhub. I will not confirm are. nor deny. Yeah. You won't confirm or deny, but uh, they're gorgeous. But they are bookmarked. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> but isn't he a Trump supporter? No. no. I thought he was. I thought that was the whole scandal. No. Oh, no. It was the other boy in the first episode. It's, yeah. It's the, it's Never the first mind. guy she likes. Sorry. That's it's right. It's the, in the first the neighbor. episode. It was the neighbor. It's the one that she's in love with who's dated her sister in the first movie. Yes. No. He's a big Trump supporter. Sorry. And had all these sort of problematic tweets. Let's clarify that because okay. I'm going to get that off the record. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into our our topics let's let's talk about let's it let's do it um mm-hmm. last week was the second impeachment trial of the 45th president of the united states and second case of human gonorrhea of the soul donald j trump uh and what was ultimately an uneven and contemptuous trial donald was acquitted by a vote of 57 for conviction and 43 to acquit uh that's the largest vote to convict in u.s history uh my first question to you guys yeah. is what do you think uh led to the acquittal Wes, go ahead. I mean, I think that you're in a situation basically where the Republican Party is in Trump's grip. They are scared of him. There are, they know his power. They recognize his power. They recognize that he can, mm-hmm. with um, very few words. He only knows very few he words. Only <laughs> very few. Yeah, very biggest, few. best, good. Um, Most big, smartest. Bigly. Um, they, that he can mobilize a lot of people against them. And I think they're very afraid to go against him. Um, and that I think is kind of the crisis of the Republican party right now. They don't have, they don't have a direction. They're worried about, they have no morals. Yeah. No morals or principles of who they are anymore. Yeah. Um, sorry. I just kind of overtook what you're no, saying. No, 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 not at all. It was, I mean, Talk about, they want, the whole trial, they wanted to talk about, or well, the, the defense team wanted to talk about due, uh, due diligence and like, that's not the right word. Due process. Due process. Thank you. Due process of like a, of an actual court trial. But this was not an actual court trial. This is an impeachment trial. It's totally separate. He's not going to get any sort of jail time. It's just, a, it's more of a reprimand. It's a. Uh, it's an official reprimand. Yes, exactly. And so. There was no impartial justice done on the Republican side because they already knew how they were going to vote. Well, let's. They already knew how they were going to vote. You sort of brought it up. Let's talk about how terrible his lawyer. Th- that's what's fucked up about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They. The defense lawyers. What's his name? Vanna uh, Vander. Well, there were, there were a couple. That's of actually them. one of my favorite drag names. Vanna Vander Vander. That's his <laughs> mistake. Vanna Vander Vander. Sorry. But that guy's name. Bruce, you have Bruce Castor, Michael Vanderveen, that's and David Schoen. But he's a personal. Like. Injury lawyer, mm-hmm. like I feel like Trump got his name off of a bus stop. Yeah, like well, I mean that would be they like they literally picked up the case 
like days before. Right. Because well, all of his lawyers quit. Right. Because they were like, yeah, we're not going to say what you want us to say in this trial because I'm not lying in front on the Senate floor. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Republicans are all the time. It's um, like, I can't lie on the Senate floor. That's Ted Cruz's job. <laughs> oh, my God. Be- and because the House managers put forth the... It was a solid case. Well, okay. S- completely solid. I want to get into this. Does anybody have any... Uh... Uh, do you like I what? But what Sorry. do you think led to? No, no, no. You're fine because we are going to get to that. I have, I have two questions. Uh, what do you think led to the acquittal? Oh, it's it's literally Republicans. It's partisanship. It's it's partisanship. Yeah, and it's it, absolutely partisanship. I honestly feel like if if it had been a secret ballot, we would have had more, and I feel like more people would have yeah. would have. Maybe, I think there are. I, have I'm curious if that is that ever an option. Can they have a secret ballot? I don't know that it's off limits. I I don't know that that it's off limits. They could. They could definitely discuss. I mean, I think whenever it's definitely. None of us have a degree. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Constitutional law. None of us have actually sat down and read the Constitution all the way through. Because um, I, I have, I've read the Constitution all the way through. Oh, wow. I don't think Love that's that. listed in the Constitution because oh, okay. that would well, definitely that be is, in the Senate. Yeah, it took me a long time to read, so <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, because the but House... hooked on phonics did work for me. Because mm. the me House, too. come on, yes. 80s kids, y'all are ridiculous. We rented it from the library. We're same. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I have vivid memories of using hooked on phonics. I do too, but I also kind of blocked it out a little bit. Mm. It's more kind of like I have the realization well, that several I, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean <laughs> several years. Last week. Okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, so partisanship. But, but the House, because the House uh, Republicans, they did a secret ballot on voting out, but not for impeachment. Cheney, but uh, but they. Well, but well, that's no, what I'm saying. So I, I don't know what the ballots, but I, I think impeachment has very strict parameters. Yeah. yeah. Um. So my second question, though, is. What do you think, if anything, Democrats could have done to have gotten a different result? Honestly, nothing. Because because I have I have, for the past since Tuesday at noon, I have been glued to my TV or my phone, listening and watching this trial play out. Were there you was, gorilla glued to it? No, literally. I I mean, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later too. But um, there was nothing they could have done. Um. The only other person was the one sen- the one Republican senator who was like, I will be impartial and yeah. was impartial the whole time. From Louisiana. Yes, from Louisiana. I can't think of his name right now. He was the only one that was clearly impartial, but every like everybody yeah. else that was asked, they were like, you even when they were talking about bringing in witnesses, they were like, that's not going to change my vote. We're still going to acquit him. Yeah, and I it's think like, it, it's definitely a, a party line kind of a thing. And I don't think that there was I don't think there would have been anything that they could have done to convince Republicans who have stood by Trump for the past four years of the presidency and the year before when he was running, that suddenly he was wrong. That suddenly that this was something that he should be impeached for. What confused me a little bit of it, was it just like they were so up close and, and personal with it on the 6th mm-hmm. that a couple of days out they were able to, be, to put their like political future hats back on? Right. Because like Lindsey Graham, remember that? I mean, Fuck Lindsey Graham, as we can all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure many sex workers have. Um, sorry, male sex workers. Um, but <laughs> he on the Senate floor on the six late at night was like, We had a good run, but we're done. This right. uh, no more. And now he's running into the room to uh help with his defense. Oh, right. he's had he's at Mar a Lago right now yeah. speaking with Here, Trump. So which which brings me to like why? Why? Because well, he's discussing on. the future party. Well, no, no, no. 
<laughs> as a, like as I take a step back and look at things strategically. Yeah. If you know he's never going to get the votes to convict, so you don't have to worry about it. Why be seen so partisan as helping the defense? Like Ted Cruz did it, uh, Lindsey Graham did it, Mike and, Lee, and Mike Lee. Like, right. why not just let it play out? You can pretend you were bipartisan, right? Like that doesn't make any well, sense to me. Lindsey Graham did try because he changed his vote to bringing in witnesses, right? I don't think which that was, was anything. which was it was questionable to begin with because it was like okay you're only doing that because you want to bring in nancy pelosi and kamala and all of these other people to try to muddy the water but they were never gonna be allowed to do that no well yes because you, you have to, have have to majority get majority to get, yes to bring a witness in. in right so it was that was already questionable like his stance on that but he's also being prosecuted for the georgia phone call that he had to over to throw out was being investigated that could, and it could be prosecuted i mean it needs to be prosecuted. Uh, wesley do you think there's anything that could be done to change the outcome of the trial Probably not. I mean, I don't think that like one of the things I actually was thinking about is Democrats have a really, really great knack for snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And (laughs) they managed to. (laughs) You're knocking the art off the wall. That's true. That was that was honestly so iconic that a painting just fell off the wall. Um, They we don't know how to have power once we have it yeah yeah and whereas mitch mcconnell we don't know how to wield power exactly once you know mitch mcconnell has managed to maintain power and play hardball and be completely ruthless during his time as the majority leader we don't know how to do that we don't and we don't necessarily have any leverage Mm -hmm. um and we allow republicans to create the narrative and we have to respond to it Mm -hmm. so i don't know if there's anything that could have been done i think part of it is that there's enough republicans who are up for re-election who are worried about looking forward and saying okay if i vote this way now and say that he's guilty of this and we do move forward with the impeachment does that come back to bite me next summer that's completely accurate and 100% true. Yeah. And I think that's because the reason we can't, we don't know how to wield power is because we truly do have a big tent. And it was so mm-hmm. stupid last week seeing the House Republicans be like, we got a big tent. No, you don't. You just allow any racist or bigot into right. your tent. Yeah. That's not a big tent. That's a, that's a bigot tent. <laughs> but we, have a, we truly have a big tent where it's like we have the far left and we have more moderates who are good people. Right. And we are trying so hard to balance it out. And it doesn't lend itself to just wielding power and lining up and saying this is right. Because people are still like, oh, Donald Trump is the leader of this party. Even though he's disgraced, Mm -hmm. he's double impeached, and he's lost the Senate, the House, and the presidency. But they're still like, he is our leader, fall in line. I don't think any of us have ever said to anybody, Joe Biden's our leader fallen. No, Joe Biden is Joe Biden is the leader of the party because he is the elected president. Yes, I have immense respect for Joe Biden. I think I think he's a good person. But we hold. I don't. I'm not going to wave a Biden flag. Yeah, I'm not going to attach a Biden flag to my car. I don't have a car. But (laughs) my my Hot Wheels. I think that's the difference. I think that like a lot of. I think the main difference between Democrats and Republicans is that Republicans are willing to fall in line and say everything that the leader of my party does is the right thing to do. And Democrats are more willing to be, to basically hold their leaders accountable and say, listen, I voted for you so that the things that I care about can move forward, but I need to hold you accountable for this. Yes. And I want to, I want to get into that because what, so what was the point of Mitch McConnell emailing his Republicans this morning saying, I'm still going to vote to acquit 
basically signaling exactly what he's going to do to be like, you guys should do the same. I think it's literally moving past That's it. stupid, though. It's like your vote should be kept secret until you say it. You shouldn't have to announce to everybody what you're going to do, especially right. if well, you're the leader. No, but you're saying that, but we knew what every Democrat was going mean, to do. I mean, yes, but like, that's because we were I, already I don't want to there. Talk, but we don't, I don't want to talk out of both sides of our mouth and be like, Democrats were pushing hard for... Um, Convictions. Well, but yeah. but what is nice though, I, I what I respect about Jamie Raskins is he came in this morning not even talking to Chuck Schumer to be like, we're gonna pitch y'all witnesses. Yes, and no, then it was afterwards they were the like, but oh I, shit, that, but that's the house doing it. We're I, we're saying like, or what I'm saying is that I agree with you. What what everything Mitch McConnell does is, is complete and utter bullshit and terrible. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't be like, you're not allowed to say what you're gonna do. I think it's I think if you're talking about morals and what you should stick to as a leader of this country. Yeah. You should go into a trial being like, you know what? I'm going to hear the evidence and I'm going to go from there. Yeah. But Democrats were just as guilty as saying what they were going to do before the trial. So I, I'm not trying to hold that over their heads. It's, it just, I, I don't. So to answer my own question that I asked you guys, I don't necessarily know the Democrats could have done anything else short mm. of doing some deal that I wouldn't have agreed with. Like I, I, I would bet you money. If Chuck Schumer went to, Mitch McConnell and said, we promise we will not get rid of the filibuster right? if oh. you vote to, to convict Donald Trump. Absolutely. Then Donald like, Trump would have been convicted. Yeah, I mean, I... And if I was Chuck Schumer, I would have gone to Mitch McConnell and said, we promise not to get rid of the filibuster if you'll convict Donald Trump. Donald Trump would be convicted, and the next week I would get rid of the filibuster. Yeah, I mean, you... Like, that's, that's, but that's what Mitch McConnell would do. That's right. Mitch, like McConnell Mitch McConnell would have done, done that. that. Well, yeah, and and I, we need to start playing those games like Mitch McConnell would play And them. I think that, like... Because he's the devil, but he plays the, the game One of the things well. I don't like about that is that we know, what, we know what Mitch McConnell would do and has done because we've seen him do it. Time after time. Absolutely. After time after time after and time. And part of, part of me is and like, And if you're you lost, you look and you still find me. <laughs> <laughs> time after time. Time after time. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I think about is... We've all seen what Mitch McConnell has done when he's the majority leader. We have not seen what he's done when he's the minority leader. No, he was minority leader before. No. During the Obama presidency? No, wasn't he? For two years, wasn't he? He was. Then we lost the house. Yeah, because Chuck Schumer wasn't majority leader. It was was somebody else. I'm pretty sure it was Mitch McConnell. Megan, will you look that up? Um, But even that, it's like, we we have this. But also, now it's a completely different political landscape. Exactly. It's It's a different landscape altogether and part of me is like i know how devious he can be when he's the majority leader oh yeah i don't know what he's capable of when he's like i have nothing to lose to get back to where i want to be absolutely because he has been untouchable like but here's the thing it was so telling when his wife resigned resigned. right literally during the insurrection she was like yeah no yeah like the fact that there were so many resignations after the attack on the Capitol from Trump's offices, like down the ballot, right. and even Republican senators' uh, office people, they resigned. Like, yeah, something like fourteen resignations. People know what's happening, and that's why. Um, well, that's what I said earlier. It's, Herrera, like, it's like the camera zoomed out three days later. Uh, like, Jamie Herrera right. Butler, when she's like. I'm hoping more people will come forward and want to give testimony of what happened with my experience with the call with Kevin McCarthy. Like, well, even Kevin McCarthy yesterday. Well, but he's been going back and forth because he'll be on Fox News being like, oh, Trump tried everything. But at the same time, he's got the phone call where Trump's being like, well, Kevin, I guess they care more about the votes than you do. Right. 
come on. Right. If that's the smoking gun. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we're kind of going in circles a little bit. And I think that like, it is what it is. This vote was a vote and we now and that and this place is a place exactly this place is a place will and like not you know, remember yeah, them God well. is a woman um well, <laughs> but like we have this thing you know this happened we can say yes trump has been impeached twice no other president has had that there is clearly this evidence that he was wrong that he deserves to be impeached it's it, yeah it's, it's just it's not Satisfying. It's not a satisfactory ending. Yeah. Like it's a, it's it is not a, a satisfactory ending when we can all say like here's the evidence clearly here's what happened. I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah. It sucks big time. Yeah. At least now that it's over, we can focus on you know moving the country forward. Maybe getting that COVID relief bill actually passed, Thank which God. is a whole other topic that I'm sure we'll be talking about in the episodes to come. But yeah. um, I think we just we just need to say a resounding um, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Bye. Fuck Donald yeah. Trump. Uh, so, as you notice, we named our cocktail after it, the Free Britini. Uh, we wanted to bring to light the um, Free Britney movement, which has really picked up steam this week. Luke, you're going to explain it to us. Explain it to us. Yes. So, the New York Times has created this documentary, Framing Britney, that brings to attention her, cur- her court-sanctioned conservatorship that she's been under since 2008, uh, her father, Jamie Spears, being the, the conservator. Um, but what's, what is what is y'all's take on it all? I mean, it sounds like I understand why she was placed into it in the beginning, mm-hmm. because in that moment, like she was clearly in a bad place and like, yeah, may not have been able to make her own decisions. At this point, though, she's been in it for what? 13, 13 years. Plus, yeah. Um, and most of those 13 years have been the most lucrative of her career. She has been, you know, she's had the residency in Vegas. She's been on. Um, what was the show she was on? Oh, X Factor. Yeah, X Factor. Yeah. Like she, she's done all of these things. Um, and actually, like, I, so I watched the documentary, and one of the things that they talk about is the one of the lawyers who's a part of that conservatorship is he basically filed at some point to be paid more because his rationale was she's making so much she's, money. Yeah, she's making she's so, so successful. Yeah, she's Ew. making so much money that yeah. I need to. I will be working harder, and so I should be paid more for this. And so the question that they ask in the documentary is, you know, is someone who's so capable to work that they're making more money than they ever have, should they be in this conservatorship yeah. anymore? Well, here's the issue with that, though. Like, the conservatorships are not built for this. No, absolutely they're not. They're built for people that, that are elderly or have enough of a mental illness that they'll never be able to take control of their lives again. Yeah. Like, it's not meant for someone having a breakdown. It's right. meant for someone who's in a vegetative state. Yeah. yeah. Or has, or, like, yeah, it's like a, you, a yeah. complete neurological... Right, like, you, there's you have, no like, a medical... Yeah, you have a yeah, car accident. Yeah, you're not coming your back brain, from Yeah, it. you have a car accident and you're brain dead, and, like, this is a permanent state of being. And because of that, it's not built for it to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Like, when you take someone's power away from them so much so that they can't speak for themselves to tell you they're okay, then you create something that doesn't allow a nefarious person to be taken away from it because that person can't say they're okay. Right. Yeah. And that seems to be what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And her, I was shocked that her father was not part of her life really. Right. Until no. he took control of her finances. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, I'm not getting rid of this fucking yeah. check. That's the obvious conflict of interest here. You have someone who is basically making their living off of this conservatorship. It, like the conservatorship makes it possible for Jamie Spears to live and yeah. to live in the way that he's been accustomed to. And so he has something to lose 
by letting her come out of this. Yeah. Right. Um, and, also, and she's like, been vocal about it. She's like, I don't want yeah. him running this. As well, vocal as she can be. As she yeah, can well, that's be, the thing. Yeah. So like they, so in the documentary, they talk about the fact that like, she typically does not talk about it. And if you are ever one, if you're a journalist and ever want to interview her, there are questions you are not allowed to ask. And one of them is about the conservatorship. They have expressly said, you can't ask her about this. The only time that um, apparently she's talked about this is in a, there's an MTV uh, show a couple, it was probably, I think it was right Several after. years ago, yeah. It's right after the conservatorship like goes into effect where they talked to her about it. And it's really the only time that she's gone on the record and said, I don't like this. This feels like a prison. This feels like me not being in control of my own life. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, the free Britney movement has basically been her being able to finally say, I'm not comfortable with this. I would like to change the terms of this. Even if I can't get out of it, I would like to change the way that Who's it controls controlling my life. It, yeah. Well, and that's yeah, the other yeah. crazy thing about it. She can't hire her own attorney. Right. Because she can't, she's not equipped to yeah. hire her own attorney. So, and she's paying for her father and her father's attorney. Yeah. So she's at a trial with her. She's paying for an attorney that the court assigned her, yep. yeah. her father, and their father's attorney, all of that being paid for by her, begging them to be like, please let me take care of myself. You know, and, and if someone is incapable of doing something, how was she capable right. of hosting shows, having a residency, yeah. having a tour? I'll tell you, even if you're controlled to the T, being on tour is hard. It's Showing exhausting. up and doing a performance like that is difficult. Like, right. Night after night It for just months. doesn't make yeah, sense that right. she's not, you know, especially in, in today's life where you can, you can have a, a psychologist that helps you every day. Like, there should be a way to take it back a little bit and give her a chance to prove that she has the stability to take care of her own life, take charge of her own right. life. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, well, because I think, I've, well, here's my other question, because I feel like it's a big, it's Media has played into this, and I feel like, especially in 2000s, like, paparazzi were big. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Totally. Because, I mean, just take a history rundown look of, like, all of these these stars highlighting women specifically. You have Diana, Princess Diana, Anna Nicole Smith, Amy Winehouse, and then Britney, and, I mean, the list Whitney goes Houston. on. Whitney Houston. I mean, you this, it goes on and on about just how much the visual consumption of trying to cater towards... The fans, because yeah. that's what the paparazzi's feeding to. Right? I wouldn't well, say I don't even know. No. Fans. I would say well, fans. it is. I think that there is a. It's the public. It's yeah. the, the public. people that want to yes. hate her. Yeah. The people yes. that love her. Right. Well, it's I, everybody. I think it's a like, little bit of every. Like the the visual consumption of pub of, yeah, the public. Yeah, there's. I think there's a moment in time in which there is a very public appetite for watching women who are talented mm -hmm. and have power that comes with that talent fall apart. Yeah. And I think that they're, I think I actually was thinking about it when I was watching the documentary. I think that watching Britney Spears, Amy Winehouse, Anna Nicole Smith fall apart in real time mm -hmm. really gave people an understanding of how toxic and gross that was. Oh, completely. And it took away that appetite for seeing it. But there is this very real media appetite for here is this woman who is very good at what she does, who's mm -hmm. very talented, who is, you know, a, the list of adjectives that you can ascribe to them. Yeah. Here is this woman. She is going through something and we are going to eat that up and monetize that. And the public for whatever reason, whether that's misogyny, whether that's just kind of like casual entertainment, 
is very, very into that. What you're saying, it's true. Like we are all, I feel like we're all sort of to blame collectively. Yeah. Some you know, more than others, obviously, but like that was such a piece of time that wouldn't be happen now. But like the Perez Hilton's, you know, the celebrity blogs, the just Jared, right. you know, the us weeklies. Totally. And I think us weeklies is still yeah. trying to yeah. do it, but yeah. like there was this sort of like, watch it, watch it this. Yeah. And I think strangely, because I, I, I do feel like it has brought about the downfall of society. Social media has in a way cured that problem. Right. It, because, it's well, allowed yeah. Yeah. The, it's like the true them. fans to, and even the true haters to just see it direct access from them. Right. Love or hate Kim Kardashian. There's a direct access to her with yeah. her Instagram, her, her Facebook, her Twitter, right. just like you have an instant um, connection to us at the gays pod on Facebook, <laughs> oh Instagram, Twitter. Making a uh, we plug. got a tic tac. We got a tic tac. We got a tic tac. Yeah, we have a new um, limited so find edition us on social media if you want to um, uh, make us sh- shave our heads and get a conservatorship. Although at this point, please take control of my finances. Anyway, um, that was my social media segue. But I will say, I think social media did cut out that sort of paparazzi power of, ooh, what are they like in their real life? What are they like in their homes? We don't care oh, well, to see yeah. a, a paparazzi photo of that now because I could check their Instagram and see right. what they're doing in their homes. Or That's true. It, however curated it is, it really did sort of take control of that. And yeah. as much as I think social media sucks, it really did solve right. sort of that problem. It also allows those celebrities to create the narrative themselves. Yeah, they, oh, direct they, know, they, they no longer have to rely on a third party to tell that story mm-hmm. and be worried if that third party is going to tell the story they want. goes rogue. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then here's the other thing, because obviously the history is very much directed towards women. This would never happen to a man. Like, Not I, at all. You... you I don't think you would ever see a man go into a conservatorship. Not at all. No. I, no. You know, um, it just wouldn't happen. Well, and I think like if you even look at the people who like the men who have had these downfalls. Oh, yeah. They tend to be more private. They tend to not be drawn out kinds of things like Mel Gibson had a moment where he said really, really terrible things and like went away and that was that. I think it was more than one moment too. Well he did no, but like it wasn't like, a thing it wasn't a thing where they followed him for months and months no, and months. No, I know what I'm saying. I think he got forgiven for it multiple times. Right. Oh, and yeah. like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Like he mm-hmm. like he obviously did have a, a more extended tr- like struggle in the public space, but there was a, a redemption story that happened relatively quickly. Well and I oh, think yeah. it's important for us to say we're not mad that, that Robert Downey Jr. had a redemption. Like Everyone, well, I'm substance here, abuse, I'm, everybody I'm needs well, a <laughs> everyone needs a redemption. Uh, substance abuse is Just addiction is a is is a disease. Like if yeah. you're an alcoholic, if you are addicted to drugs, if you're addicted to opioids, all of these things that shouldn't define you. And if we can create a space as a society for you to overcome that addiction, mm-hmm. that's great. So you know, more power to Robert Downey Jr. for overcoming that. It, I, the, I think the thing is, we should allow women. The same, the same space. Yes, yeah. to yeah. to or overcome just, their yeah. illness. The culture. Britney is Spears was having a, a breakdown. You know, um, Amy Winehouse was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Anna Nicole Smith was addicted to drugs. All of these things, whether the paparazzi drove it or the addiction drove the paparazzi to driving it, either way, either there way, should be space yeah. for them to have recovered. And if we can allow men that space, why can't we allow women? Why is it that women cannot fuck up and men can? Well, we expect. We expect so much more from women than we do from men. It's just sad. But um, oh, Madonna horror thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's this. It's the archetypes. It's the women archetype. Yeah. Of 
you know. Yeah, you can either be one or the other. There's nuance in being a man in our society, and in when you are a woman, you can either be the best of the best or the worst of the worst, and that is what we expect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, though, it wasn't just the paparazzi and the late-night TV show hosts that were um, to blame in the scenario, according to Framing Britney. There was also the Justin Timberlake aspect of it. Um, oh, yeah. A lot Their of the media narrative breakup, was yeah. that they were dating, and then they broke up, and Britney was the... She had cheated. She was the one who cheated. She was yeah. the one who cheated. Yeah. She broke his the heart. Yeah. I was she trying was to think the word. What's the word I'm going for? The, um, the succubus. <laughs> yes. So much so that Justin Timberlake, whose whose debut album as he just left in sync, was not doing well until the breakup really became media fodder, and then he blew up, right. and that led straight into the uh, the nipple gate at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Janet Jackson and Janet Jackson sort of got we didn't have the term then, but completely canceled. got no, completely got like her. She was career, derailed her career for a was while. Derailed. Yeah, she wasn't allowed to go to the Grammys, but just radio was. radio yes. people even blocked her music. Yeah, which because is of a fucking absurd. nipple. Absurd. Yeah. So uh, all that led to a lot of media backlash to Justin Timberlake. And he issued an apology, and I'm going to read it to you. I've seen the messages and tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn, where I did not speak for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. It goes on from there. I don't want to read the whole thing. Uh, you can find it on his Instagram. What do you think of his apology? I think it's a it's a it's a quick fix of like, ooh, I'm getting bad media attention. I'm gonna I'm gonna issue apology as a band aid and then just move right along. Like there won't be anything after it. Right. <laughs> I, there's there's it's, no there's no weight. Yeah, and there's also no accountability. Like yeah. he he loses nothing by saying this. There's no repercussions for him. Um, meanwhile, he. You know, he was a party to both of these things happening with the Britney situation specifically. He was an active participant in that. Um, you know, he participated in the mm-hmm. narrative of you broke my heart. You are a terrible person. Um, I had sex with you like that was he fully participated yeah. in that. Um, I am not interested in anything that Justin Timberlake has to say, anything that he creates. He has, you know, last year he was talking about Man of the Woods. My feeling is go to the woods. Go to the woods. Go away. I'm go not, to the wood. Go to <laughs> I am not interested in anything that Justin Timberlake has to say. Yeah. Um also I like in reading that notes app, I I understand that like this is him giving an apology, but this is an apology that was spurred on by negative oh, yeah. press attention. Yes, exactly. He, he has not I, I do not feel Personally, and this is obviously like me personally and my own space and my own time wanting an apology from a person who doesn't even know I exist. But I would like some accountability here. I think that like the whole time that I was told by SNL that Justin Timberlake was funny, I'd like that time back. I would like that time back. Dick in a box. I do not like, I do not appreciate being told that Dick in a Box was funny. I don't, I don't even, appreciate being I told that the, he was I joke think of it. Dick in a Box no, is, 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 is a little bit funny. As I don't a Christmas, think it's funny. I don't think Justin Timberlake is some comic genius, but no. I do think Dick in a Box in itself is a little funny. I don't. Oh, see, and this is the thing. I, there are, but it's relative. There are a lot of things that like I will tolerate in this world. I will not tolerate a what, Dick in a Box. <laughs> do not give him right, a Dick in a Box. Do not, how dare I will box. scream. Um, I will not tolerate white 
cishet men abusing women of color. And that is like a, that is a hard line in the sand for me. Justin yeah. Timberlake could choke in front of me and I would suddenly forget how to do the highlight. So, um, yeah. I'm here uh, for it. For me, I'm a little bit more nuanced in my thoughts about it. I, <laughs> no, and I'm you're, not more, gonna... you're more nuanced in letting Justin Timberlake die in front of you. Yes. I would say, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'd probably do the Heimlich or what I am. I do know CPR. Um, but I do kind of come to this where it's like, well, what, what do we want? If we all want to scream and yell at, oh, Justin, you were so wrong. It'd be like if I was mad at a friend, if I was mad at a friend that they had done something and I screamed and yelled, I was upset. And then they apologized. Do I say, fuck you? No. Like, I think sometimes you want that apology. Yes. Does that make it done? No. No. There is a point where you say, I'm sorry. And I say, thank you. That's a first step. And I think. Right. Personally, and I'm not trying to correct anybody else. I think, yeah, allow it as a first step. And if it doesn't go from there, then fuck you. But if it does go from there, allow that space. I think, and I said this, I think a couple of podcasts ago, the whole cancel culture, I hate that conversation because yeah. it's such bullshit most of the time. But we do have an issue with canceling and then not allowing space for forgiveness. We are all going to fall short at some point. I know I have in the past and I know what I will in the future. Hopefully not as bad as Justin Timberlake had or somebody else, but I know I'll fuck something up and I hope that people who care about me or know me as a person will allow space to grow from there. Yes, he was such a fuck up, but he was also what, 25? Same as Britney. If Britney was allowed to shave her head and do all these things because she was a mental illness, I'm sure Justin was not making so many choices himself. He had a publicist, he had a whole fucking team about him that was making decisions that he could have put the brakes on and he didn't. And that's why he should apologize. But I don't think he was like, you know what we should do? I don't think screw Britney over. I I don't don't think think it's that black and white. I don't think it was malicious, but I think that like there was, but if it wasn't malicious, you want to let him drop dead in front of you. No, I would because I he, he used, he used what was happening to her. He used their relationship. He weaponized that against her. He and his team, yes. Like that, I, I don't... It boosted his image. Yeah, yeah. like, you know... I'm he, not disagreeing with that. I fully... I'm saying everything you're saying, I absolutely think he has a long way to go to be forgiven, but I do want the space to be there for anybody to, to try to take those steps. I absolutely am. I'm totally fine. I am absolutely fine with growth. And I don't think a notes app is going to do it either. I agree right. with you on that. I'm totally and fine with the And I think the, the way growth. that he fucking destroyed uh, Janet Jackson, or tried to... Jay Jackson and Britney Spears is fucked up. And I'm not some big Justin Timberlake fan. I don't want him to ever host SNL again. If he's doing a project, I'm always like, Ugh. even last week when Jeremiah was like, I know he correct, I corrected this for him, but he was like, <laughs> oh, this Justin Timberlake movie. I was like, oh, fucking Justin Timberlake movie. Like, I'm not a Justin Timberlake fan, but I do think there needs to be a space for growth and forgiveness. Being 25 and having, I'm sure, a trillion handlers. I do think maybe... 15 years later, there's a space for him to be like, you know what? Show us now for the next 10 years yeah. that you're not this fucking bastard that you kind of have been. Right? Yeah. 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 There has to, yeah, there has to be some sort and of evidence of your growth. Only because I would want that for myself. I would want, I'd want a chance to change what is terrible about me. And there are many things I will say. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And I want to start on it today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it that's starts with the next topic we're going to be talking it about. It starts with Joel recognition. It starts with <laughs> recognition. I also don't want to end this Britney Spears conversation on Justin Timberlake. No, no I think she deserves more than that. What's your no. favorite song? Toxic. Rick, what? Toxic. I really like Lucky. 
I, that's where I'm at too. Y'all are some fucking basic. But listen, I okay. Wow. First of wow. All, <laughs> actually, no. You know what? The one that actually is kind of like a bop is Slumber Party with Tanache. <laughs> oh. I just that remember song? I like Lucky because I feel like weirdly it it tells her story. Yeah. Honestly, I would like to know what role Lucky wins an Oscar for. Uh, yeah, so I I think we all agree. Like, you know, free she's, Britney. That's, I mean, that really, that's really what it comes now. down to. Free yeah. Britney. Yeah, I would free like her. to see her. A lot of this woman. I would like to see her, like, out of this conservatorship, um, in control of her own finances, in control of her own life, in a way that she has not been for the last 13 years. I yeah. I think that is very important. 1,000%. So now it's time for every gay man's favorite part of the evening. Let's do some poppers. Just open up, you know. Yay! Luke, you want to go first? Sure, I will give it a give it a good whiff. Um, so Ricky Martin is stepping in uh, to give the proposed Pulse Memorial a major boost. Um, they're looking to raise forty nine million dollars to uh, to fund the National Pulse Memorial and Museum. Um, and he'll be their spokesperson. That's fantastic! Yeah, wow. so, that's that's absolutely, that absolutely needs to be a national memorial. Oh, yeah. completely! Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, Oh, I'll go. I have two miniature poppers, okay. one for each nostril. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop. Uh, and the theme <laughs> is reunions. Yeah. Uh, the first one is there is going to be a nine to five reunion. Sadly, it is not in the nine to five universe. Oh. But Dolly Parton is going to guest star on Grace and Frankie, uh, <gasps> reuniting for the first time. Up. Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and um, Lily Tomlin. Hell yes. And I'm that's here just for that. what the, I mean, I'm we so are excited. trying to move forward with love this year. And yeah. I think that's exactly what we need. Because that oh, show is so good, first of all. So good. I know. It's hilarious. Uh, my second reunion popper <laughs> is that they are reuniting the original cast of The Real World, New York, season one from way what? back in, what was it, 1992? Yeah, something like that. And they're I mean, going that back was to way the before original <laughs> loft for a series that's coming to Paramount Plus, formerly CBS All Access. Wow. Uh, I'll be watching because this is just personal. This is not part of the popper. Uh, Alfredo and I have been binging in quarantine the old Real World Road Rules challenges, and they are oh. very rewatchable. They're, yeah, go back and watch them. Yeah, they they're are completely delight. off the rails. And they're yeah, really oh good. yeah, oh yeah. Alfredo and I have stayed up to four in the morning multiple times because we can't turn it off. Yeah, no, they're bonkers. They're so, completely crazy. So my popper is that the long national nightmare is over. Gorilla Glue Girl has gotten the Gorilla Glue out of her hair. Thank God. So. To, like, catch everyone up, if you, like, had not seen this, she did a TikTok where basically she said, I sprayed this glue in my hair, thinking that, like, I'd, like, wash it out, you know, a couple hours later. <sighs> it had glued her hair down for a full month. No. And also, you know, just as a side note, her hair was kind of laid. Like, it looked really, really good. I mean, it was, like, I was laid. Like, it was cute. Like, her hair looked really fucking <laughs> She was cute. ready to go. She was ready to go. Like, but, At like, all times. It looked really cute, but, like, she couldn't actually change it. And, like, she had, like, you She's know, like, if you stay Gorilla Glued, you ain't got to get Gorilla Glued. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, like, she tried to wash it, and, like, it just obviously like, did not move. But, however, there was this whole, like, thing about, like, is this going to come out? Like, what's going to happen? She got it out, and she went to a doctor in L.A. who used a combination of... Um, Does she live in L.A.? No, she lives in Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, shit. She, like, she, like she flew out there. I guess she did. <laughs> she flew out there, and apparently this was a doctor who was like, listen, I will do this like procedure for free. It was a $12,500 procedure that he did <laughs> for free. <laughs> That he did it for free, and she was under light anesthesia because she had like tried to go to the emergency room, and like it like did not work to like get out. 
Um, apparently he had to use a combination of medical grade adhesive remover, aloe vera, olive oil, and a dash of acetone. And he tried it on a dummy's head first because he was literally like, I think this is going to work, but I don't know if it's going to work. No, well that's, yes, because I'm terrified. It's fully out. Like it's fully out now though. Like she, she is sans Gorilla Glue. But what chemical damage does she have to her skin and that's also like just seeped into her body from all of that? Like part of the issue was that like, Gorilla Glue, like the, it is so strong because it's a polyurethane. Like it's like yeah. an industrial strength uh, adhesive. Yeah. So she now it's out of her use crazy hair. glue. That shit doesn't work. It's out, of, shit. <laughs> it's out of her hair. And yeah, she's free. And honestly, like that for me Terrifying. is one free of like. Free Tessica. Free Tessica Brown. Yeah. That is like one of the good things to happen during Black History Month. Yeah. Well, you popped. You you popped. You popped. It's real. You popped. Okay. So the controversies just keep on coming. Uh, Don't they We have a bachelor controversy, and I I think we have Wesley here to explain. Wesley, do you want to take it away? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so people who watch The Bachelor have, like, obviously known about this, but one of the, the things that has basically happened is Rachel Kirkconnell, who is a current contestant on The Bachelor, with uh, Matt James, who is the new Bachelor. And um, the first... And the first black Bachelor that we've ever had. And he's handsome. He's very handsome. Um, but also, like, kind of a Republican, so, like, maybe... Yeah. He is? I think so. Apparently, there's been, like, a like some kind of, like, conservative-ish... I said that with complete and utter shock. I have not watched an episode of this I season. I mean, neither have I. Like, yeah. What? Did he fuck in a windmill? <laughs> Which is the last episode of The Bachelorette I've seen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to... That drama was also good. So good. <laughs> Either way... <laughs> So the situation is that Rachel Kirkconnell, who is one of the contestants on The Bachelor right now, um, there's been some social posts that have come up from the past. The main one has been when she was in college um, in 2018, she was photographed at a party that basically the theme was like the antebellum South. So it was her, all of her sorority sisters wearing these like, you know, big Scarlett O'Hara dresses. Um, And she's also been accused of liking posts on tiktok that like have confederate flags in them like there is like all of these kind of really it's not isolated tones. yeah like there, there's kind of a pattern here um but she apologized on instagram like she like talked about that the other thing that has kind of come out of that is chris harrison who is the host of the bachelor he was on a um interview with rachel Lindsay, who is the first black bachelorette on extra and basically what he said was is this so bad? Like basically his quote was, is this bad in 2018 when this happened? Or is this bad now? Because there's a difference. So one of the things that I was thinking is like, is there a statute of limitations on racism? Like if we go back and say, Hey, you did this 10 years ago. What weight does that hold? Is that still real? Like how, what, how accountable should we hold you for that? There needs to be accountability. I think there needs to be a rec- a recognition of like, I did that. It's wrong. Um, and I feel like people are becoming more aware of it now in 2020 rather than, I mean, it's a slippery slope. That's, that's, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah. It's a I slippery mean, and slope. She, there so, needs to be accountability. Like, apologize. Let's move forward. Right. You recognize what's wrong. Let's move forward. Right. Well, and like she, so but, Rachel, the Rachel Carconnell, the one who's on The Bachelor right the now. The one in the picture. Yeah. The one yeah. who's like one of the contestants right now. She like did have a whole, like she like did a, um, an apology on Instagram and basically said, like, I was ignorant 
and like my ignorance was racist. Right. Like she fully, yeah. she, she very fully was like, I was completely wrong here. I did not understand this. And like, I'm so sorry about this. And like fully called herself a racist, which is actually the kind of apology that feels more subtle. It feels more yeah. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Harrison is taking a step back from the bachelor and the bachelorette franchise because he was like, I basically defended racism. Yeah. Should I take a step back? And like, he is doing that. So like, that's the situation. Joel thoughts. First of all, I think that's, that's the most interesting question I've heard kind of in a while. Like does racism have a statute of limitations? Obviously no, but I do think it's a sliding scale of realizing where they were. Now, 2018 was three years ago. Like, get your shit together. It's sort of what I said with Justin Timberlake. I want to allow space for everyone to be better because we're all on this planet. I don't think anyone should be like, oh, you're, you're beyond the scope. You can't find your way to learning. And I feel like the only way people are going to learn is if people treat them as if they could be better. Mm. In 2018, it's absolutely insane that people are having antebellum sorority parties. Was that the name of the party? Like, I don't know if that was the name of the party. It was just like the theme of it. So it, the, like the, basically the photo that I saw is all of them. It's literally a ton of people standing on a lawn. Yeah, I saw, I saw the photo as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know if that's a, like if there was a name. If there was for like it. a theme. Yeah, because yeah. I remember college. It was, you know, it was like uh, office hoes and CEOs. Yeah. Like, it was called plantation theme. Oof. See, that's gross. Sweet Jesus. That's, that's terrible. For the yeah. love of God. Yeah. What and, sorority and house this, is like, this? I, right. If there is a statute of limitations on racism, I guarantee 2018 is still, uh, it's definitely um, within the parameters of a uh, court case. Yeah. I mean, like, I think my part about it is like, as a black person, I can look at this and say, yes, you should know that this is wrong. And I, the way that I have always dealt with situations like that, like when people like say something that's really fucking crazy and racist or do something is, please examine why you want to do that. Yeah. Yes. So like if you, if your whole thing is like, I want to be able to like go to this party dressed as Scarlett O'Hara, please examine why you want to do that. What about that is appealing to you? What about that is like romanticizing that? And like, what do you love about that? And like, you know, if you want to sing along to a rap song and say the N word, if, if like, if you're like live and die is like, you want to say the N word, please examine why you want to do that. And, like, that is a thing that is an examination that you need to do in your own time. It has nothing to do with me. Um, but you also can't be mad at me if I look at what you are doing and say, well, you've decided to say the N-word, and I've decided to hold you accountable. 1,000%. Yeah. And, like, you've decided to show up to this in a fucking full-ass fucking hoop skirt. Am I allowed to swear? I've been saying yeah. a lot. Girl, yes. You're good. Um, have you listened to this podcast before? I have. <laughs> Um, but that's like, how much uh, obscenities fly in our friend group. True, right? You did just wash it over. Yeah. Like, have you been cussing? I've been cussing. Yeah, but like, if you, you know, if you want, it, you need to examine why your idea of a good time is showing up in hoop skirt. Yeah, if your idea of if your idea of a good time is showing up in hoop skirt and like commemorating this time in which the majority of the country, because there was a moment in time where there were more people who were enslaved and there were more people who were free in this country. If that's the thing that you would like to have a party about, please look at that. Mm-hmm. And if that is a thing that you would like to do, by all means, have fun. But be willing to stand in that. And 10 years from now, when somebody finds that post of you dressed up like Miss Anne, fine. Be willing to stand in that. 
I have I have one question and one. I want I want to say one thing, but I have a question. First of all, is is there a way to have a hoop skirt party that's not racist? I'm, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah. That's absolutely. Right. That would be because I love that Utica. would be a little house on the prairie party. That's, that's the, and I would come to that. Yeah. I would come to that fully, like well, because there's that famous um, Carol Burnett who I I fucking love Carol with Burnett with the the, and, and, and the curtains, and yeah, the curtains and the, and the pole. And that like, would be I funny. saw the window had to have it, and that but would it, be funny. It, but it is a um, Gone with the Wind parody, yeah. And, and then that, Utica right. Queen, who I fucking love, oh we'll talk about Drag Race yes. a little later, because uh, as you know, we are a low key RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. She wore an homage to the, yes. so that's what and I, was, I don't, curious. And, and, and I don't find that. I do not find that to be offensive because that is both the original version of that, like on the Carol Burnett show and yeah. Utica's version of that is a sending up of it. It is like a, it's a roasting of that. And I love that. It yeah. is basically yeah. saying this is ridiculous and I can see the ridiculousness in this and I can make fun of it and build on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That, that's what I wanted to ask. And I have no problem with it. And honestly, like if this party, like if the party that this, uh, that uh, Rachel uh, Kirkconnell had been to, had been like kind of a funny thing, I probably would have given her a pass. Yeah. And I would have been like, yeah, you know what? Like you were adding on to the ridiculousness of this and you were making fun of this moment in time. And I don't find this racist. And that would have been fine for me personally. I also think it's important that we all say like, we can only speak from our personal. Exactly. I can only come from a personal yeah. space. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's like the first um, season of the bachelor that has really had to deal with this dynamic like the bachelor historically has been overwhelmingly white like the contestants have been white the bachelor not overwhelmingly just fully white just fully white yeah <laughs> fully white um, every bachelor at least i don't think that this show like knows how to deal with people of color like obviously like you know when rachel um the rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette and was only. on there like there were more black men as part of that that season than there had ever been before i just don't think this show knows how to deal with race and obviously there is the aspect of reality tv as making tv yeah um it's the adult disney is in a way of yeah, like this is, like weird it's, it's like fairy tale fantasy reality right? tv or the bachelor what do you mean the bachelor oh it's like this weird and adult it's owned by version. disney really. like it's like right. it's the story of finding love i just think it's like kind of gross and like to circle back to my original question, is there an expiration date on holding people accountable for racism? No. 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 And that's that. Boop, boop. Here's a rose. <laughs> ding, ding, dong. <laughs> Sing, sang, song. Now, as I've mentioned several times before in the past, uh, we are a low-key RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. So let's dive in. It is the seventh episode of season 13. What is everyone's thoughts? Go. I don't, I don't necessarily love any of their like dancing improv challenges. Like the dancing one last week was really fucking weird. It was like they all were just kind of like doing like sidesteps. Yeah. And like this week, this week felt a little weird. I don't think I really understood it. Well, because they lost their narrator, Tamisha. Right. Our Lord and Savior. Exactly. <laughs> right. And like, I don't know. It just like didn't really do much for me. And like for the for the elimination between um Elliot with two or sorry, Elliot with three Ks and um, yep. and La La Ree. We actually we should talk about that. Should we talk about we this? We haven't talked about yeah. it. Cause 
Yeah, uh, there's actually. Little... You know what? I shouldn't say that. I don't know that. I don't know anything about that firsthand. Well, it's a little hearsay, but we can I'm... say what's yeah. what's happening on. We talk a lot about meme culture. Yeah, there is a lot of uh, chatter mm-hmm. on the interweb. Right. That Elliot with two T's may or may <laughs> not be a Trump supporter. Oh no! And may or may not be transphobic. <gasps> yeah, Luke, your favorite. I no, can't wait to say that. we are two. not friends anymore. Yeah, apparently Shit. the Kenny Muse argument right. about you can't read the room while misplaced, I still stand by. Um, in terms of timing, um, stemmed out of Elliot with two T's saying transphobic remarks in front of Gottmik. Right. <sighs> yeah, like it. I don't care for Elliot. It doesn't look good. I have never really, I've never particularly cared for Elliot. Like, and that's, and it's not even like a, a hate kind of a thing. I just like, I've never particularly cared for. It's a lack of interest. For their, yeah, I've never particularly cared for their drag and like what they're doing. And like everyone's drag thing is their own thing. And like, I can't say shit about it. So while none of it is um, hard evidence, it does seem to point that way. I would say I, and I, I think we all hope to see that he's not a racist Trump bigot yeah yeah so hopefully that comes out soon but it is disconcerting to see that that be presented with some relative evidence that it could yeah that way i mean well it wouldn't be the first time that like one of the real girls has done something problematic well and the the fandom itself is problematic but back to the episode of it um it was an improv challenge um in terms of improv performances what do you think I thought Simone was amazing. I thought Simone was. I thought Simone good. was amazing. Um, when she climbed over that that fence, yeah. I was like, Simone most of the time gives me what I'm like. Please, someone give me this. And then yeah. she gives it to you. Yeah, she has this like kind of natural ease in front of the camera, mm-hmm. like yeah. like like understanding kind of how things are happening. I thought she was amazing. I wanted Utica to do better. I don't know. I go back and forth with her. We're like, so I want to step in on behalf of Jeremiah, who brought this up. I think last week he was like. Olivia Lux is secretly shady. And then it came up in this week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was did. like, Utica could have crushed that. Um, we'll never know. It's all hearsay. Exactly. But I right. think Utica could have crushed that mime right. challenge. It's Nina Benina Brown being Nicki Minaj. Like, she, it's like, yeah, well, Nina Bernina, Nina Bernina Brown, speaking of being canceled. Also true. Uh, She's transphobic. So transphobic this oh, week. Oh, my. Uh, it, it's, it's bad news bears. Yeah. Um, but it did sort of come down. It's not the first time we've seen... Olivia Lux sort of pull a, a, a like a oh I should do this smile 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 yeah and it was it was a little disheartening yeah like the way it all played out sorry I took you off no no you're fine um I don't know I think that like I thought Rose did pretty well like I I, I really did like yeah I liked what she did like that I thought that was very very funny I was surprised yeah well, like, so I guess we should frame it differently were you surprised about the way the rankings fell. Who would you have put in the top three? Who would you put in the bottom three? Who would you have put in the middle that were not the same as what they said? The bottom three made sense to me. Um, oh, I disagree. Who would you move out? I would have put Candy in the bottom. And really? I would have put Utica safe. I did not get anything out of Who Candy. was in the bottom? It, the bottom was Utica Queen, um, Elliot with two T's, and La La Ree. Yeah. Um, Elliot with two T's and Lalaurie made sense to me personally. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Utica was giving you what she could. In this improv scene, it really did feel like 
There was not room for another person. They spent so much time with Olivia giving facial expressions that it yeah. was like that that's just what the narrative was. Like there was no room for anything else. Right. And Utica Queen's look was stunning. We'll go to looks in a second, but I was shook mm-hmm. that Candy Muse was in the top and Rose wasn't in the top. Rose specifically. Rose did a I think a fantastic job. I think her look was great. Yeah. I was I think it really is that's producing. That's them wanting to do the... They want to give Rosé the jam. Totally. They want to shake her yeah. and break her and make her react. Because Jan breaking down last season was a huge um, plot point and a really interesting thing to watch. True. Uh, and I think Rosé gives off that same energy. Uh, but I thought Rosé did fucking fantastic this week and really should have been in the top three. And Denali's look was stunning and should have been in the top three. Oh, look Denali's was look was one was of the best. That was an amazing. Yeah. That was one of the things that I remember yeah. being like, wait, that's the safe look? Like, that's what you're counting as safe? But, but wait, who won? Specifically. Oh, Olivia Lux. Really? Yeah. And honestly, I think Candy's really come a long way in terms yeah. of narrative. But I don't think this performance was good. I thought she seemed a little, like, lost and flat. Yeah. And Simone came yeah. in and played it small and smart. And Candy really benefited from Simone playing it small and smart. If Candy had been lumped in with anybody else, she would have looked lost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that Candy did like a terrible job. Um, I also have love for Candy. Like I do love Candy. I think that like, I understand where she's coming from. I understand like a lot of that. And I, I love that. Um, so let's move into the looks real quick. You want to just blast through them? Beat it. Beat it. Was the category. Yeah. Um, Bees this week was like really interesting. I thought there were a lot of girls who had a lot of really cute things. I'm going to say contestant Sam. Let's discuss it. Okay. Yes. Uh, Denali. I love it. It was amazing. She looks like a chandelier. She looks stunning. Uh, she's gorgeous. I'm going to say chandelier. I love gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. Um, with two T's. I thought it was cute. I thought it could have been cinched. <sighs> yes. Yes. I was like, meh. But cinching, yeah. 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 I wasn't mad at it, but it was not great. Yeah. Uh, got mech. I really liked that. I funny. really, really liked that. I thought it was so fun. I felt I feel like every week I'm trying to come down on got mech. There were two things. One, we'd seen it before. Uh, we've seen the, the we've seen like the beaded head thing, like and ban- the inflated Banji, thing. Banji Banji did, did that. Banji yeah. did like the beaded head band thing. The pun was fine. The I just thing, the also, and this isn't necessarily against got mech, but like, could they have painted the things that aired up the thing red? I don't know why the spigots were black. I didn't even see that. Mm. I was like. Why can't you do this? I just, I don't know. I just didn't, I was like, eh, that's I liked it. I don't right. know. Katie Muse. I mm. really loved Candy this week. I thought she looked great. I thought she looked great. It amazing. wasn't my favorite, but it was okay. I don't always necessarily agree that you have to have a pasty on. Like, mm-hmm. I think that outfit would have been just as beautiful with the whole boob covered. It feels like pasties are sort of overplayed this season. Mm-hmm. Not with her, but with kind of everyone. There's a, uh, there's a lot of pasties happening. Right. I think uh, pasties are done better sparingly, but I didn't mind the look. I thought it was beautiful. I loved it. I really loved, I loved, I loved how it looked. I loved how much she was into it. Um, yeah. Oh, she absolutely. Oh, yeah. Complete yeah. Confidence. I thought it looked great. I also, I loved the hat. I thought the bees from the hat were gorgeous. Yeah. My only, only, the only thing I would nitpick of was the pasties. But that's, yeah. yeah. Olivia Lux. Eh. It just kind of fell flat to me a little bit. If there wasn't a whole lot of, I mean, yes, I recognize the beads were like a thing, but it just overall, I was like, it didn't feel like the theme. 
I'll be perfectly honest. In this moment, I can't even remember what she looked like. So <laughs> that, it was like a graffiti I guess that... airbrush, like the twin towers. Oh right, her. and she had the yeah yeah yeah. And, and she, had she had the she was wearing the exact she had the, same she wearing wig the as candy music. Yeah, Do you know what like... it reminded me of? Carmichael from Rugrats. What was her name? Susie. 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 That's what it reminded that me. That is of. kind of Susie. Carmichael. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, this is grown, grown up, up Susie. Susie. Yeah. It didn't. I guess like I get okay. So now that that jogs my memory. It didn't really seem like two things that went together. Mm-hmm. The wig and the dress didn't seem like they went together. Right. It was, it was okay. When, that's why I was like, it just didn't, for me, it didn't feel like it fit the theme of beads. Also, yeah, according but... to Candy Muse's social media, they both had just packed the same wig because they were wearing the same wig, but apparently they packed the same one. But still at that point, put on a different wig. Like Do you could have done that with any yeah. other wig that you packed. Do something different. Yeah. I, I don't know why you'd wear a same wig that somebody else had brought. Yeah. And I was amazed that they didn't clock it. I can't imagine not clocking that. They had to have. They didn't say it on, but I'm saying they didn't say it on the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or it was edited out. Or it was edited out, but why edit that out? Like, if every, uh, as an editor. Because they have time. If, but I'm saying, <laughs> as an editor, if I'm watching it and seeing it, I would assume you, you nod to the fact that everyone else is going to see it too. Uh, I, I thought the look was fine. I didn't think it read beads enough. I didn't enough. get beads from it. It wasn't, like, if, if you looked at every individual look along the way and you're like, name the theme, you could have been like, oh, bead, bead, bead. bead. The know, wig said beads, what is but this? the dress didn't say beads. Right. But even yeah. the wig, it was... It well, wasn't the wig had beads, beads in it, but like, there was nothing about the dress that said beads. No, not no. at all. Um, Rosé. I actually really, really liked that. that I really was, liked it yes, too. Yes, I did really, too. Really I thought it was, it was really beautiful. good. It was, so it was like beautiful. a Tinkerbell bead look. Yeah, was it was great. so bu- it was so beautiful, and like the like the actual like patterning and like detailing on the dress itself was gorgeous. It was really really nice. Can I say though, not this isn't against anybody, other than the producers. Why can't they say the theme twice? Like they, it's sometimes it's a scavenger hunt to figure out what the theme is. I think is. they should put like a like a little like Chiron on, on the, bottom. the bottom. Yeah, put a Chiron on the bottom. We, she said I think during the challenge twenty minutes earlier. And then the runway started, and we were all like, what is it? Yeah. What is it? We watched, like, three people go by, and we were like, oh, it's beads. Right. Like, it should be yeah. easy enough. Gays have short attention spans. <laughs> um, that was my little PSA. Uh, Simone. Uh, loved, loved it. it. Stunning. Iconic. Gorgeous. Stunning. Icon. Yes. Phenomenal. <laughs> Simone is the most... Phenomenal. Okay. Uh, I think Simone is the most stunning, gorgeous queen right now. But I will say, her looks to me are getting a little bit the same silhouette every time and they will read queens for that they'll mm-hmm. read you know they'll read uh tina burner for the same color every time simone has not no, come out yet, yet and not a two-piece yeah like it's the same silhouette every time i would love to see simone in a full gown i'd love to see her doing something and and I, this isn't a knock i think she's giving stunning look after stunning look but i would love to see some variety that's different Right. Just no, to show that she, she can. Did, but the fun bags, that was a full. It was still a reference. She's never done something that her, that's not a reference. What do you mean? Like the I mean, fun the bags was Dinah Ross. The do-rag look oh. was not a reference. But it was still not a gown. Ga- I, I, you, know, you want her like in a I, gown. I want something that's just not. We've seen the same look over and over. Same way we, I would knock Rosé for that same fringe she keeps doing. You know, when she does the tool. tool across shoulders. We talked about that last week. It's the same sort of fringe thing. Mm-hmm. And. Again, Tina Burner with the Red and ketchup yellow. and mustard. Like, Ugh. it feels like these queens now coming in are like, I'm doing this thing. And listen yeah. back on the podcast. We oh, lost our minds for that do-rag look. It is still, I'd say, the best thing we've seen this season. Mm, no. The second best thing we've seen this season. 
because I think that sleeping bag look that was made there is that was beautiful, gorgeous. Um, but I, I, I just feel like I want something just to blow my mind. That she, I want something that she walks out and says, "Oh, and I can do this," because I know she can. Right. I, there's not one thing in this world that I don't think Simone can do. I, I don't think there's something Simone can walk out in that won't look amazing on her. So I just want to see, I want to yeah. show us that, you know? I mean, I, I liked what Simone did. Like, I, I thought it was beautiful. I, I think loved it. That... I don't, I'm not saying I don't no, like no, it. No, no, I, so I understand that. Just make sure. I like, I think that there's an aspect to Simone that is, um, it is fully leaning into blackness in a mm-hmm. way that I really love. Yeah. And, um, and if Simone wants to be like, yep, I was wearing two pieces and like, here's me giving you my body and it's like athletic and somehow impossibly like hitting the light, like hitting the <laughs> light. Like I honestly, whoever it is, like Jergens, like Skin So Soft, whoever the fuck it fucking is. <laughs> we already said her first like, bit of merch should like, be I, like, I think actually, no, I, I'm trying to remember. There is a, somebody, it's like, I don't even remember who it is, but somebody makes a, a body moisturizer that is, um, it's like lotion with some like shimmer glitter in glitter. it and shimmer in it. Yeah. And it like, you can buy it. Like you can, you can buy like shades of it. She might be buying that if she <laughs> is, bulk. if she, no, honestly, if she is like, by all means, please just let me know because I would like to put a little <laughs> bit like on like my cheekbones. Um, like Simone is twenty five percent shea butter. Like I just at this point, I just I'm willing to believe that. Yeah, um, gorgeous, and I love it. And if she wants to walk out here in a two piece, I'm here means, for it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I don't want. Listen, I'm making sure this. I is get what known. you're saying. No, I know. I get um, what you're saying. But I, I want to saying. make sure they know I am no way, shape, or form criticizing Simone because I think she is. The beginning and end. But let me tell you, if I had that I body... am finishing my PSA, okay? <laughs> I think she is the beginning and end. I'm saying I would love to see her do more. Like, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. Look at me over here. I think that would be a more, like, breathtaking journey of like, mm-hmm. oh, look, there is nothing she can't do. Because yes. I already think I that. I will agree with I wanna that. I want to see that. I will agree yeah. with that. I think that, like, I think there are a lot of queens who have fallen into that space of, like, I'm tiny and like I'm pretty and my body like looks good when I wear revealing things. Simone does like get into that space a little bit, but I am here for it. Yeah, but it's so hard to knock her for it because she always looks so stunning. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, and also like when she turned around in the look this week and had her own name in the beads. In the beads. Like that, those, those beads legitimately took me back to being in elementary school and like being on the playground mm-hmm. and seeing all of like my best girlfriends having beads in their hair and like having their hair in braids and like just like making noise as they ran around the playground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is a, I feel that on a very like visceral level. So yeah. I completely understand that. Um, her having her name in beads was transformative. It was perfect for Black History Month, and I will fight anyone who doesn't love it. I don't think anyone doesn't. Well, I won't say that. I don't think anyone with that. So you're pulse. ready to fight. So let's meet me outside. No, I'm saying I don't think anyone does. Catch me outside. Let me say what I said. Bow. I said what I said. Okay, that was a white girl that said that. <laughs> That's true. She was white, and we hate her. She's well. The worst. Listen, somebody. I'm colonizing whiteness. How about it? It's it's, um, it's about time. Uh, I will say, uh, I don't, I can't imagine anyone thinks that was bad. 
No. Like there was nothing to say bad about it. I I I guess I, I wasn't criticizing. I was saying I want more. I want more. I would like more too. Okay, so uh, Tina Burner. Thank God it wasn't yellow and red. But I thought this look was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I wasn't like blown away by it, but it was okay. I just, I she, uh, I didn't like it. it I love <laughs> Tina Burner. I did not like the look. The high collar wasn't doing her favors. The... It photographs well of what she's posted on her Instagram. I'll say that. Yeah, it didn't run away that well. But I love me some Tina Burner, so. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Utica Queen. It was a weird wedding, bloody. Oh, I, loved it. I wasn't I sure it. what I was happening. It. I was it was like it. bloody wedding with but, the yeah. beads. Ooh, it was very I... detailed. It like it. It actually. It seemed like one of the ones that was the most polished and refined yeah. of all of the girls on the stage. Like it. It. It was constructed beautifully. Yeah. Like it looked beautiful. She looks like she's suddenly becoming or understanding that she is a fashion queen. Yes. Like it looks like she's yes. realizing before her eyes that she can do it. Absolutely. And even oh, in, yeah. in the untucked, she sort of recognized, oh, I lean, I, I, I use this as a way to protect myself from judgment, my goofiness. And it was like, oh no, you were stunning. I really yeah. loved it. Uh, and then finally, La La Ree. I thought it was cute. I thought like, I liked that it had movement. Like I liked that like when she moved, especially like in the, when the, she moved, you moved just like that. Exactly, just like that. Um, <laughs> when like she was in the, you know, lip sync, like it, it has movement. Like I liked that. Like the, the hips had movement. Like it was cute. It wasn't the. You like the concept. I, I like the concept of it. It was very like, ice skater to me, with like the matching skin tone-ish with the and the bodysuit. Yeah. yeah, it was bodysuit. That's yeah. what it, it, it was. The bodysuit, and like. Um, and I, I don't mind that. Like, yeah. I didn't. I mean, and I like. I I will echo like what Michelle said. Michelle was like, it was ripped, and like it, like it could have been like better. It could have been a better outfit. Um, I thought it was cute though. Like, I I wasn't. I didn't hate it. I wasn't mad about it. I I yeah. am somewhere between you two. I thought I I didn't mind the concept of it. I thought the placement was wrong. Like the mm. bodysuit was made for someone else. Yeah. So um, like the boobs were a little high. This yeah. was a little lo- like. It felt like it just wasn't made for her yeah, like it yeah. was. And even we sort of discussed when we watched it, like a rip, a rip could happen. Yeah. But like you stitch that up because, right. you know, they walk the runway twice. Right. So like you can stitch up between or you keep your hand on your hip the yeah, whole time yeah. and pose like you make it work. Uh, it just felt like it was just it wasn't placed right. That's all the looks. Let's move into the judging and the going mm-hmm. home. It was Lollary versus Elliot. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because I'm going to go first. Um, it was the what fourth time La La Ree was in the bottom, third time, third. So it's three times in the bottom. Um, it, it, I think it was time. Three, t- three out of four in the bottom. It feels like it's time to. And I liked her. I think she has a lot to show, but it just yeah. felt like her what she, what she had done. I believe that I I understand why she was in the bottom, but I don't think of those two she should have gone home. Like I felt like La La Ree gave a better lip sync. Can I ask you this? Yeah, with complete respect. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was your your bias to liking La La Ree, or do you truly think that she I was? Lip sync? I was not impressed by what Elliot did in that lip sync. Fair. Like I thought, I thought it was a little lackluster. It like it didn't, it didn't give me much. See, I'll go with my because Luke didn't watch it. You didn't, I didn't watch, watch it. it. I I I, I went into the lip sync being like, oh, La La Ree, like cream him. This is gonna be. This is it by Elliot. And I was fully taken by Elliot. Like, I was fully ready to give it to Lala before it started. So my bias was to Lala. And I thought Elliot really turned it out. And it could come from just 
an insane lack of expectation for Elliot. Like mm-hmm. it could be like no one expects him to be able to turn it out. And then I was like, oh, they seemed better planned. It even I would say even through Untucked, it seemed like Lala had given up. Like when did you watch Untucked? No. Oh, in Untucked, she had a whole moment, and Candy really. And I would say in a redeeming way, went to both Lala and Elliot and had a very one-on-one, like, don't talk down on yourself. You need to turn it out. They love you. You can do this. To both of them, which I thought was really respectable. And that's why earlier competition, I don't dislike Candy. I just thought she didn't represent herself in the best way earlier. But Mm -hmm. she really redeemed herself in this week's episode. And Lala was like, I respect that. I get what you're saying. But let me feel the way I want to feel. I just don't think I can do it. Mm. And I think she kind of carried a little bit of that into... The lip sync. And so, and I, I saw the lip sync before I saw Untucked, obviously. And just, you know, I, I, I was, I was more saying that I think Elliot turned it out. Even the way RuPaul, like, sashayed and chanted, she was even like, Elliot, Shantae. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way I can't chante you. Yeah. And so I, I, I see what you mean, but it just felt like Lola kind of played her hand and it just wasn't the time. You know what yeah. I mean? And that might be. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, should we douche? Let's, Let's douche. Let's douche. Let that water run clear. Uh, who wants to go first? I can Luke. go first. Gina Carano, former bro wrestler and star in The Mandalorian, said being a conservative in America today is like being Jewish in Nazi Germany. She has been fired by Lucasfilms and Disney Plus and being flushed by the gates. That's right. She douche. She douche. <laughs> she douche. She douche. Douche her. Douche her. Uh, Joel. Okay. Well, I have Joss Whedon. Uh, he's known for many mega hits, such as creating Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, directing the early Avenger films, and screenwriting the original Toy Story. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Except for he's been accused of creating a toxic work environment and abusing women on set. Boom, uh, boom, also boom. of of using fem- being a male feminist as a shield. Or how he treats people on set. You can create art without being a fucking douchebag. You douche. Wesley? Um, mine is Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady, as we all know, is famously married to Giselle Bündchen. And um, I think plays football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's played football seven times. Has like some jewelry from that. And um, every single time that he plays that, there is this conversation about how he is the greatest athlete of all time when that is demonstrably not true because we have Serena Williams who uh, won the 2017 Australian Open while pregnant. Brenda Creme. Event- she won several, several challenges. Several challenges. Several challenges. <laughs> um, we have Simone Biles who was actually so good at being an Olympic athlete that the International Gymnastics Federation lowered the value of some of her routines to basically stop people who were less physically talented and able to do those moves from doing them in order to keep them from being injured, trying to be as good as she is. So I am fully ready to never hear that Tom Brady is good and better than anyone who is demonstrably better (laughs) than him. I am sick of hearing it. I would not like to have that be a part of the conversation any longer. Yep. And I would like Tom Brady to go and sit wherever he is, I assume in Tampa Bay, and just sit there quietly <laughs> with his money being quiet in a way that I do not have to hear any longer. Because 
knowing that he is a person who is vocally into Trump, into that entire way of thinking, I will respectfully ask, actually, I will disrespectfully ask that you never enter my realm of being ever again. <laughs> Amen. But how do you feel about Bindle Grimm? Love her. Right. Should not have sent herself home. Right? Okay, we can't get into this. Let's not. Let's it's already not. been a long episode. Uh, <laughs> so with that, you're flushed. You're douched. You're flushed. That's it. So thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been a wonderful time having you. Who has final thoughts? Taylor Swift's redoing Fearless. She's re-recording it and releasing six new songs. She's re-recording all of them, aren't, isn't she? Well, well, no, well but specifically Fearless, because I think that was the moment in time where like that was a big turning point for her. Mm-hmm. So it's more of, it's act, and it's on her cover art too, because she's looking the other way because her hair is like swooshing around. But it's like, I'm not- I gonna, wish you could see Luke reenacting so this photo. She, but it's yeah, like, yeah. for her, it's very like metaphorical of like, I'm not going to look at the past anymore. I'm going to move forward from this. But explain why she's doing it. Oh, because, well, she's re, she's taking it, she's taking back her rights from her- um, Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun, who was like, we own you basically. And she's like, I'm taking my, my hits back. Right. And so, well, essentially she lost uh, the access to her masters. Yeah. Uh, which is the original recordings of her music because of- This lawsuit. Well, yeah, because of, of contracts and, and how she signed it as a, a child. child so yeah. she does not make money necessarily off of her original recordings. Yeah. And now she's re-recording those recordings to screw the people that have stolen from them. So that's awesome. It's amazing. I I'm super that. excited. Yeah. You can pre-order now. I did. I already do it. <laughs> Wesley um final thoughts I feel like this is not like a general thing I want everyone to just like take a moment to look at what you're doing during this pandemic and that's enough Mm. how you are surviving and this is enough if you are eating more than you feel like you should or exercising less than you think you should or exercising more than you think you should Whatever you're doing is what you need to be doing to get through this and pat yourself on the back for literally making it through another day in this hellhole that we call 2020 slash 2021. Do it. That. That's great. That's the best like final thought I've heard on this. Podcast. Whatever you're doing to get through this is the best thing that you're doing. You're enough. Yep. Yeah. That's really great. Thank you. Love that. That's really fucking great. I try to be like, I try to be positive. Yeah. It's what I tell myself. But he's O negative. Exactly. <laughs> I am. It's Are you t- really O negative? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Look it's what that. I tell myself when, I, when I've eaten like an entire like bag of baked Cheetos. I'm like, you know what? I needed this that. This is what I needed to get through this day. <laughs> and so that's what I'm doing. When I sit on my couch watching TV all day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I needed Sometimes for that that's day. what you need. <laughs> I will push back. Luke, sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes. This week was necessary. Text <laughs> I just think it's like. We all get the scene and updates. Yeah, I just think it needs, like, I think this is, it's, it's like, my entire mantra through all of this last year has, be kind to yourself. Yeah. yeah. What you're doing is the best thing. And that's that you, so hard It's sometimes. like what you need to do to get through this, like. And it honestly won't matter. No one will be looking back at this and being like, oh, I can't believe that you did that, like, in the middle of the pandemic. No one will care. And it's no one's business what you do to get through this. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, if you feel weird about it, don't Unless about it was it. you voting for Trump. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be gross. But, like, Ew. whatever you're doing, whatever your, like, your way of making it through this, this, like, hell, do it. 
and own it and do not apologize for it. So great. Um, mine is uh, similar to what it always is. I'm going to uh, disagree with Wesley just in a slight bit. Put a mask on. Whatever you're going through, put a fucking mask on. Wash <laughs> your hands. Like, whatever you have to do to get through this quarantine is great, except for disregarding that this quarantine's happening. True. You're not alone in this world. We're all here. Don't get on a subway. Don't go into the grocery store. Don't put other people at risk because you're a selfish motherfucker. And I'll be honest, I don't think anybody listening to this podcast is a selfish motherfucker. So I think you all know to put on a mask or two masks if you're going to be in an enclosed space. But it does feel important to remind you so that you in turn remind other people. Mm-hmm. Please take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be an adult. Yeah. And I love you. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and maybe soon uh, TikTok. Uh, you can also email us. It's at the gaze pod. If you're going to email us, it's uh, the gaze pod at gmail.com. That is gaze G A Z E. Uh, it's gaze with a Z, not Lisa with an S. Um, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Anything you want to hear us talk about, anything that you have a question about, uh, you can ask the gaze if you would like to ask this. And if you would like to send the gaze a cocktail, please get a hold of us via our email, thegazepod at gmail.com. And we will give you our Venmo so you can buy us a cocktail. We'd love to see it. Uh, Wesley, thank you so much for coming. We cannot wait I to have so you back. I had so much fun. I know. This was really great. It was, was I, nice. I felt like I talked too much. And like, honestly, if you're listening and you think I'm a dumb hoe that needs to just like sit quietly. Sometimes I think that too. So. Find us at social media. Yeah. Find us at social media. <laughs> yeah. No. Ven- Venmo me $50 and I'll never come on here again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to have you back. Cause I don't think we'll get $50. Uh, well, not, not um, true. Not even for the people in this room. That's, that's true. We, could, we can't even rub together two times. Um, so thank you, Wes. We can't wait to have you back very soon. Um, until wait. next time, like I said, find us on social media. And please take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. We're all in this together. Like uh, High School Musical taught us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until next time. Mm-hmm. Bye. I wish it was a little bit taller. Yeah. I wish it was a baller. I wish it was a girl who looked good. I would call her. Sorry. <laughs> That's racism right there. That's me sing- trying to rap is racism. Yes. White people rapping is racism. I, I would like you to know that. It is the middle of Black History Month and a white person <laughs> rapping is fully racist. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like that to be on notice.